your Locked On Penguins, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, welcome to this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. So another night, another loss for the Penguins, uh, 5-2 to the Flyers. Dropped to 0-2-0 on the season. Definitely not the start that um, anyone in this fan base or anyone on the team would want, especially you know losing your top rival um, for the first two games of the season. Luckily, they do come home on Sunday to face the Washington Capitals. Hopefully that'll get them juiced. Um, for the rest of the season. But, you know, for this game, I thought it was better for the Penguins. I mean, the, the start at least was bad. I mean, the first 10 minutes of the game were pathetic. You know, you're down 3 nothing. We're able to cu- cut it back to 3-2 to two pretty quickly. I think they scored the, those next two goals in a minute. And then outplayed the Flyers badly throughout the rest of the game. But, you know, Carter Hart ends up just stealing the game. And, you know, I think we're going to be saying that a lot for the next 10, 10 to 15 years. Carter Hart is really going to be pissing off me. A lot of people... A lot of people in this fan base, a lot of you guys that listen to this podcast, he is just going to be a pain in the ass because it looks like the Flyers have actually found a decent goaltender for the first time since Nam. Honestly, probably since the first time since Ron Hextall, if we're being honest with ourselves, because I don't really recall a good goalie for the Flyers after that. I mean, especially during like the 2000s and, you know, the 2010s, they're just, I mean, Ilya Berzgalov, Michael Layton, Brian Boucher. I mean, who else? Uh, Marty Baron, I think, was there 2008, 2009. Um, they had Sergei there for a little bit. Steve Mason, Michael Neuverth. Um, But no, the future is, is now with Carter Hart. He is going to be pissing off a lot of people for years to come. Um, but in terms of Penguins for this game, just a terrible start in the first 10 minutes. Um, I don't know what the hell they were doing defensively in their own zone, just giving the puck away like it was a grenade. Flyers are making them pay every time they went in. And then all of a sudden you're down 3 nothing. And, you know, Tristan Jari needs to pay, play a lot better than that. I think I saw a tweet from Jay Fresh Hockey. He saved, he's like minus 5.5 goals above expected. That's unacceptable for him, especially coming off an all-star level um, of a season this past season. You know, the short sample size, it was a very big criticism. I was higher on it, but, you know, if Jari is going to play like this this season, um, the Penguins are not going to go anywhere. I know it's only two games, um, but, you know, it's it's a little alarming that he's played this bad in those, these first couple of games. Casey Smith was actually able to come in and I think play pretty good for the Penguins. Um, rest of that first period, like I said, I thought the team played well. You got Sidney Crosby get back on the scoreboard, his second goal of the year. Of course, he's always going to score against Philly. Um, he's getting closer, I think, to the all-time record with points for, against the Flyers. Um, Brandon Tanev scores about a minute later. Again, another great play. That's Tanev's second goal of the year. Um, that His line with Jankowski is phenomenal. We're going to get to that line um, later in the podcast, but Tanev has looked really good this year. I mean, he did have a bad play, which ended up leading to the back-breaking goal to make it 4-2 late in the third period. We'll get to that later, too. But overall, I thought he played a solid game. I don't really think anyone is complaining about his contract right now. I personally wouldn't be. With the level that he's displaying right now, he's been one of the three best players for this season. Um, Even after that goal, the Penguins, they kept pushing. 
Hart had to make a couple big saves. I think Zucker had a breakaway. It was either at the end of the first period or it was during the second period. Stoned him there. Um, he also stoned Chad Ruedel on a many, many breakaway. And, you know, I was surprised that Sullivan was putting Ruedel into the lineup. I mean, I'm, I guess I'm glad that he's showing that he's not going to be shy about pulling players from the lineup, especially a player like CeCe, one-year, one-million deal. Um, and just, I saw some people saying earlier in the day, I'm, I'm kind of buying this theory too. I think Jim Rutherford was telling Sullivan to play Jack Johnson every night because now he already took out CC and he didn't even play bad in that first game. Excuse me. Um, I thought he got better as the game went on. I think I thought the player they should have taken out was Matheson, but you know, when he signed for about 300 more years at four point something million per year, they're going to give him another shot. I thought Matheson was Better tonight. I think he rebounded a bit nicely, but you know, took another penalty defensively, still a bit lost a little bit. But I mean, offensively, I thought he was contributing more. He'll play again against the Capitals, they're not going to take him out. Um, and I thought Rubito was honestly pretty solid too. I don't really think he's going to be taken out of the lineup going into the Washington game, but you know, I didn't think uh, CC was going to be taking out going into this game, and I was wrong about that. Um, second period comes, the Penguins are really pushing. I mean, they are just push. I mean, the Flyers were playing so bad throughout that period. I thought they played terrible in the third period too. I mean, this is a, a result the Penguins usually get nine to nine and a half out of 10 times. Um, they, this is not a, a game that they usually lose. Um, again, you know, the big culprits, goaltending. I mean, Casey Smith came in though, was pretty good. I mean, only allowed one goal. The, the fifth goal was an empty netter. And on that fourth goal, it wasn't even his fault because, you know, the, of course the puck goes off Travis Konechny's skate. And I think he had two pucks go off his skate and it wasn't a kicking motion, of course. But, you know, that's just the luck that the Flyers had tonight. And then it was just also off of a terrible turnover, like I said, which we'll get to in the next segment. But, you know, I mean, they were getting so many odd man rushes. And I'm going to say something about that right now. I don't know why the team or just players on the team decide not to shoot on these two-on-ones, three-on-twos. You're just forcing that pass when it's not there. Take the freaking shot. It is not rocket science. The one that they did take the shot on earlier in the first period, they scored a goal. So it's like, I mean, I just really don't understand it. Like, like I saw Edwin Rodriguez come down on a two-on-one, I think, with Gensel. Or he had a couple other ones. And he's passing the puck, whereas a perfectly open shooting lane with Carter Hart right there. I'm like, dude, just take the shot. It's not that hard. You will more than likely score on that than if you just try to force a pass where just it's not there. So I just I really don't understand. That's been plaguing the Penguins ever since last year, the year before that. It's just been something that's I've noticed for the last couple of years that's just really annoying. I really don't understand why they have to do that. Again, special teams. I mean, the penalty kill was better tonight, but you know they also gave up another goal. I mean, they got to get that fixed. I mean, you can't be giving up power play goals every single game. I know it's only been two games in the season, but you know you got to get traffic out of the front of the net. You got to have Jari see the puck, and it's just like you know I know Valici. He's new to the the staff here. With he runs the penalty kill. I know it's not going to be like Jacques Martin's unit. But you got to start getting better results. I thought the power play looked a bit better tonight. I thought in the third period where they were trying to tie the game, they got many quality looks. I mean, Carter Hart was just a freaking wall all game, looking like Carey Price in the qualifying round. He was just stopping everything like, like I talked about before. And, you know, it, it is, it's more fun to watch Rudin's power play than Reiki's. I mean, it, it, you can't really go down much further than Mark Reiki's power play because it was absolutely terrible. But... 
I mean, I know people are going to harp on Todd Reardon's probably, you know, they have the slingshot pass or whatever the hell it is that it's called. But, you know, his unit, it, it's a lot more fun to watch. And, you know, they got the power play goal tonight to make it 3-1 to one before Tanev made it 3-2. to two. And just the movement on the power play just looks better when it's in sync. I mean, sometimes they have trouble getting the zone, but the Flyers' power PK, um, I would also say, is damn good. So um, when they were able to get chances outside of that Crosby goal, I mean, they looked good, but, you know, Carter Hart was just, you know, there to save the day. But they basically will do it for this segment. We have a lot more to get to about this game, including Evgeny Malkin, including Chris Letang, including a couple plays, you know, that could have been, you know, game-changing. But before we do get to that, it is time to talk about Bet Online, there's only one place that has you covered, one place we trust. That is betonline.ag. You can sign up today for a free account and use that promo code locked on for your 50% off welcome bonus. There's NFL games, I believe, with the playoffs. You have the hockey games, basketball games. You know, don't just sit on the sidelines anymore, guys. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% off welcome bonus with your first deposit. That's Bet Online, your online sports book experts. All right, welcome back to this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. So let's just get to one of the big elephants in the room. Uh, I don't know what planet Evgeny Malkin is on right now. I don't know if it's Mars. I don't know if it's Pluto. I don't know if it's Uranus. And yes, I really just did say it like that. But we need to get Evgeny Malkin back down to planet Earth where we all know how good of a hockey player he is because he has been a ghost for these last 120 minutes. I don't even recognize him on the ice. Um, I've had people texting me, a couple of friends, you know, just saying, you know, if, if he's going to keep playing like this, you know, entertain trading him. I, I'm not, I'm not close to that point. You know, you don't you just, you don't trade Evgeny Malkin for the sake of trading Evgeny Malkin, but I am getting a little bit worried about him. It's just like, he's just a total ghost on the ice, not contributing anything offensively. We all know defensively, he's not the best player, and he's honestly never been the best player defensively. But even in the offensive zone, he's just been a. I said it three times. He's a ghost. He's a no show. Um, his line, I mean, Zucker is at least just creating chances. Rust is creating chances. But Malkin has been doing none of that. He's barely carrying the puck into the offensive zone. On the power play, he's hardly shooting, hardly having any good passes. I mean, on the power play tonight, was forcing passes when they weren't there, which led to an easy kill from the fly. I counted that like probably two or three times on power plays. It was just like, man, like, like what has happened to him? And, you know, and I even tweeted this out. I mean, after the first period of the game, you know, it'd been a total no show for eight minutes. Um, one of my followers said a single handedly almost ruined every power play they've had that they haven't scored on. Honestly, I agree with that. You know, I had someone say, I hope you get ratio for this. Of course, that's Chad who does the 412 sports talk. Please follow him at MadShot412, him and Eddie do a great job. And you know what? I, I, I honestly wanted Gino to score so I could have gotten ratioed for that, you know, but I wasn't proven wrong on that. Um, I just, I don't know what's wrong with him. Uh, he needs to figure it out. He needs to figure it out quick because he has been garbage these last two games. Uh, Chris Letang, not the greatest night for him either. Um, people are going to blame Latang for this play in the third period. Um, three on two going the other way against Philadelphia. Have a good scoring chance. I think this was right as the Flyers power play was expiring. Um, about what, seven, eight minutes left in the game. Uh, Tanev has the puck. Um, terrible cross ice pass to Latang. I mean, Latang couldn't even do anything there. And of course, Latang is 
out of the play. You know, Flyers have a three on two going the other way. Drew has a nice pass to, I'm trying to, I don't remember who it was that got that pass to got it to connect me for the go ahead goal. And then, you know, the Penguins are just lost defensively there. And, you know, people, like I said, people are going to be blame Latang. Oh my God, like, where's Latang there? Where's Latang? It's like, yeah, Latang would have gotten back or they, that wouldn't have happened if Tanev wouldn't have had such a terrible pass to Latang there. If he actually puts that on the money, there's a good chance the Penguins score there because Latang just has such great vision with the puck. And, you know, just has a wicked shot to go along with it. So that is why that play failed there. Terrible pass from Tanev. There is no other way around it. You can't blame Casey to Smith. I mean, Travis Konecki gets a very lucky bounce there. He, he honestly fanned on the puck anyway. <laughs> he, like, he missed it. It just ended up going off his skate. And then, and then, of course, that was all she wrote. But still, you know, outside of that, I didn't really think Latang looked great defensively. You know, offensively on the power play, was passing up some, for some shots for some passes that weren't there. You know, there's just a couple of the core guys need to get it together. Um, I thought, like I already talked about, I thought Zucker was good. He was stoned on a breakaway by Hart. He had a really nice move going forehand, backhand. Uh, I think Hart, he tried to go five hole on him, but Hart had a stick there. And then, you know, Rust had a couple really good chances. Get Jake, he, he's getting close. You know, I thought a lot of times tonight, I was like, where is this Jake Gensel He always owns the Flyers. Where is that Jake goal? Um, was not there. He's going to break out of that funk. It's got to be coming soon. It's still a bit of a disappointing start for him. Um, And now let's get to the Evan Rodriguez thing again. Um, they, I, they, they, this team cannot wait for Kasperi Kapanen to be available. I don't think he's going to play on Sunday. I know Sullivan said today that it looks like we're getting really close to having him play. I think he's going to play next Tuesday. He's probably going to have to sit out one more game. Uh, they just they cannot get him in the lineup fast enough. Uh, he, I know people are going to try to say like, oh, he's going to save the top line. He's not going to save the top line. He, it's just you're going to have a better threat on the top line than freaking Evan Rodriguez, who just looked totally lost um, on that top line. It was just really bad. But otherwise, you know, like I said, guys, this was a winning effort by Pittsburgh. They win this game 9 out of 10 times. They control the play for the last 15 minutes. I mean, Jacob Voracek even said to Charlie O'Connor of The Athletic after the game, who was a great follow. I know he does write about the Flyers, but he does a lot of great work for The Athletic, so please go follow him. You know, he basically said, he goes, yeah, we, uh, Pittsburgh outplayed us. They honestly probably outplayed us in the first game too, but having Carter Hart back there was the big equalizer, and he said he thinks that Hart can be even better. You know, I don't doubt that. I think Hart was better in the qualifying round series. And yeah, I mean, sometimes, guys, you run into a hot goalie. He's going to be like this for the next 10 to 15 years against this team. We better get used to it now. I know goalies are very volatile. It's very voodoo, but I just don't see Hart falling off. I'll admit that I was wrong about him because I didn't see him becoming this good this quick. Um, he just His game is a joy to watch, too. He moves um, right to left just so beautifully. He flashed his leather a few times tonight on some big saves and was like, wow, you know, he's just... This kid is the real deal, folks. He's a really good goaltender. And, you know, the Flyers have a good there for a while. But, you know, guys, I can't wait to see that Carter Hart is not going to win a Stanley Cup there. Um, I would just love for that to be injected in my veins. Just that they're going to waste Carter Hart's prime years. But, you know, there's still more to get into. In the next segment, I'm going to talk about the Jankowski line with Tanev. Um, that's been their that's been their best line for the season. All three of those players have probably been their best three players this season. And we'll also talk about the goaltending a little bit coming up in the next segment too, because I think we might be getting to a point where Casey DeSmith starts against the Capitals on Sunday. And I'm going to argue as to why he should start on Sunday coming up in the next segment. So please um, stay tuned for that. 
All right, welcome back to this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. So um, let's start with the goalie talk. I mean, I talked about it a little bit in the first segment. Uh, Mike Sullivan just has no time to play games here. Um, if Trishan Jari is going to play like how he played um, for the first season's opening 80 minutes, um, you got to bench him for that next game. I was fine with giving him this game. I thought he was going to bounce back. You know, shocker, Hunter was wrong. You know, it won't be the first, it wasn't the first time I'm wrong. It won't be the last time I'm wrong. Um, but I think there's a real shot, and I think they should go to Casey to Smith on Sunday. I mean, he came in, provided a spark where they needed it, I and mean, the Penguins were close to coming back in this game. They got two quick goals, should have honestly tied the game on numerous occasions. You know, if it weren't for Carter Hart and DeSmith made some big saves um, during the first period, during all the second period, and then during a lot of the third period. And I think he can carry that play over into Sunday afternoon's game against Washington. Remember, guys, that game is at noon Eastern on NBC. I think that'll be uh, Kenny Albert and Peter McGuire calling it. Or honestly, it might be Brian Boucher because I think Brian Boucher is the number one um, analyst guy now. Okay, anyways, moving back to the original point, I just... I really do think DeSmith needs to start on Sunday with the way that he played, um, just so that they can get Tristan Jari back on track. Maybe you start Jari on, when's their next game? Tuesday against Washington or something like that? I think that's the better option here. Um, they need wins at this point. I mean, you're already 0-2. There's 54 games left. you got to pay it, play at what? Like an 80-point pace the rest of the way to get in the playoffs? It's it's only going to get harder from here on out if you just keep dropping games. You know, it's It already is hard enough as it is. With an 0-2 start, you drop another one on Sunday to get to 0-3, there's going to be some serious problems. Um, But you know what? Let's get to some positives here. Because there were some positives come out of this game outside of the team playing well. Uh, Mark Jankowski, I don't know where he came from offensively, um, but I just did not see this coming from him. Already has three points in the team's first two games. He had seven all of last year, guys. Seven points in... uh, I I can actually go check his hockey reference thing real quick here. I can just load it up on my MacBook real quick. Um, So this past, last season, guys, 56 games, five goals, seven points, 56 games. The season before that with Calgary, where he was at his 14, 17 goal base, 32 points, 79 games. He's on pace to shatter that 32 point season um, already with those three points in the first two games. Um, His skating ability is top notch. Just his playmaking ability, his vision, he works perfectly on that third line. I would keep that um, the rest of the season if he's going to keep playing like this. Um, like I already talked about Brandon Tanev. I think he already has um, three points in the team's first two games. He looks like a complete different player. And honestly, Jared McCann looks good too. I know he had kind of an ugly hit that led to a Flyers power play. I think it was on Travis Sandheim, if my memory serves me right. Can't be doing that, but otherwise, I thought McCann played a solid game and you know, I think those three players have been the team's best three players um, throughout this season. Well, including Sidney Crosby, too. So Sidney Crosby um, excluded. Those three players uh, have been the Penguins' three best players for the season. Not really something anyone saw coming. So especially through, through the first two games, everyone's like, oh, yeah, the top six is going to carry the Penguins. And, you know, myself included, I said that, too. But, you know, the opposite has happened outside of Sidney Crosby. The bottom six has been carrying the Penguins the last couple games with Jankowski getting on the scoreboard, Brandon Tanev getting on the scoreboard a couple times. And I don't expect that to continue. I mean, on an every-night basis, the top six is going to have to show up for this team to win games. But it is nice to see the third line really contributing to the scoring. I mean, this has the potential right now. You know, to be one of the best third lines in hockey. And I know it's only been two games, but I am going to go there and I will say that this has 
the makings of truly being a great third line for the Penguins. But we'll see how long that continues. Um, other stuff to come out of this game. I didn't realize how good Chad Weedle was defensively, according to Danny Shira Irving of the Pens blog, who has been on this podcast before. Chad Weedle was on the ice for just 0.01 expected goals against in 11 minutes of 5v5 ice time. Um, that is in elite number. Please keep him in the lineup going into the next game. I mean, you're not going to get numbers like that from Cody CC. That's for sure. I mean... Like I said, they controlled very large stretches of this game. You know, you can't you can't not show up for the game's first 10 minutes. If they don't have that three-goal deficit in the first 10 minutes of this game, they win the game. So um, that's basically all I have to say about this game. Put Casey DeSmith in the net on Sunday. You got to give Tristan Jari a break. If DeSmith plays well, you keep starting him. If he doesn't play as well, uh, but he still gets the win, maybe you go back to Jari on Tuesday against Washington. But, you know, the wins need to start coming, guys. Um, they're 0-2. There's 54 games left. They got to be paying, playing at, like, what, an 80-90 point pace the rest of the year to get in the playoffs. There's just there's no room for error, and I know Mike Sullivan knows that. We may see more lineup changes going into Sunday. Maybe he'll take out Mike Matheson. You know, maybe he'll put in free, free Ricola, as everyone likes to say. But, um, you know, the team needs Evgeny Malkin to show up. Um, like I said, he needs to come back down to planet Earth. Um, they need Chris Letang to show up after this terrible game. Um, Sid's been fine. The third line's been great. Zucker's been fine. Um, they need Jake Ensel to show up more. You know, when he's not scoring goals, it's not a pretty sight, even though I, I did think that he was a good playmaker tonight. It's just the puck just wasn't going in for him or anyone that he was dishing the puck to. And yeah, I mean, there you have it, guys. That basically would do it for this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I really appreciate you guys um, listening to this one. The last episode was probably one of the most listen to episodes yet so please keep it coming if you guys like what i have to say um you know let me know rate rate the episodes on spotify apple megaphone give me a follow on my twitter at hunter hody so we can talk during the games the show's twitter lo underscore penguins just so we can talk everything penguins remember guys on sunday noon eastern nbc nationally televised game nbc's number one team there will be in pittsburgh for Pittsburgh, Washington, the first of two games against them this season before I think they have Boston after that. It's either Boston or Buffalo. But hope you all have a great rest of the weekend as well, and I will talk to you all on Monday.